would have thought Highland Pipers could play a role in recruiting future doctors into rural medicine? Apparently, it's a thing. I'm Patrick Daly and I'm one of the team at the Rural Doctors Association of Australia. RDAA and our generous long-term sponsor, MDA National, offer seven bursaries each year to support junior doctors to attend a rural health conference, a rural clinical placement, or a skills workshop in a rural town. Last year, three of our bursaries supported junior doctors to attend the Rural Medicine Australia conference in Canberra. In the lead-up to the conference, I spoke with one of the recipients, Dr Sam Hemer, about his journey into rural medicine, as well as his career plans, and of course, that intriguing connection with the Highland piping community. At the time I spoke with him, Sam was working as a resident medical officer in the emergency department at Mount Isa Hospital. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we meet on across Australia as we listen to this podcast. I'd also like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging and welcome any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners who may be joining us. Sam, congratulations on receiving one of the MDA National and RDAA Destination Rural Bursaries for RMA 22. What got you interested in medicine in the first place? Was it always going to be a career you chose? No, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm uh, very grateful to be a recipient of this award and this support from RDAA and uh, MDA. Look, it wasn't always going to be medicine. I had lots of different interests growing up. Um, going through high school, I was sort of uh, only at the last minute with um, mates around me in high school decided to do medicine. And also my my piping mentor, who's, who's a rural generalist, sort of sparked my interest. Then I ended up having a gap year going overseas before deciding what I wanted to do. And it just so happened that all my ducks lined up in a row. I applied to JCU and got in. So what might have you been if you hadn't have uh, ended up doing medicine? Oh, look, Dad's a forester and he always says I'm, I'm a sorry loser for, for becoming a doctor. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know what I would have done. I, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very happy to, to have chosen uh, or to have fallen into this. Um, it's, a fantastic, it's a fantastic career um, with, endless op- with endless opportunities. And what about rural medicine? Uh, did you have a rural upbringing or rural exposure at some point that really got you interested in the rural medical path? Yeah, so my family, uh, well, I was born was in the uh, Nambucca Valley, just south of Coffs Harbour, and the the hospital there, the district hospital, Bellinger River, was a rural generalist led service, and so I was I was born up there, um, and essentially grew up in a community that was um, fostered uh, and had strong engagement with with rural generalists. So, I guess going back to that sort of environment was always natural um and growing living rurally uh, and and working rurally is um far more interesting to me than than um than than living in a metropolitan area so uh tell me about the rural experiences you've had while you've been a medical student how have they solidified your interest in rural yeah i mean look james cook university where i went through has a very strong rural focus and we've been on rural placement since first year Places like uh, Benella, um, Maxville here in New South Wales, Longreach, Tully in North Queensland, uh, and Mount Isa, where I currently work, uh, all places I went as students. Um, and from a student point of view, uh, it's fantastic because you're more engaged uh, in the hospital, you get to do more procedures, you get to see more pathology, and you have more interaction with your supervisors. And that experience from a medical student um, has flown on to your experience as a junior doctor. So 
you you're far more hands-on uh, in, in terms of what you do in a rural hospital compared to your metro well my teaching hospital was townsville university hospital the second biggest hospital in queensland so yeah i guess i guess uh overwhelmingly positive experience in all of my rural places so you're currently a queensland rural generalist trainee and you've been working in mount isa with outreach to remote aboriginal communities like mornington island Tell me about some of the experiences you've had there and what you've taken away from that. Mount Isa really seems to have uh, caught your heartstrings. Yeah, Mount Isa is a fantastic community. Um, and from the hospital point of view, um, I'm predominantly in ED this year uh, and it's really, really well supported by a of, of rural generalists, mostly FACRAM ED consultants, as well as FACEMs, emergency specialists. And there's a great ratio between consultants and junior doctors, so you're you're really you're really well um, fostered and mentored through that, uh, with a real focus on learning um, in the clinical environment. In terms of outreach uh, experience, I've been lucky to go to Dumaji uh, and Mornington Island, and the thing that's really caught me about those places, having not yet worked there, is how uh, I guess um, skilled the staff are with relation to how few resources they have they're expected to deal with they're expected to deal with trauma you know potentially people coming in in, in late labor um neonatal sepsis and and there they're often sometimes with or without a doctor and several experienced nursing staff that are able to deal with these these presentations uh, in a safe and competent manner which is really impressive and i guess is why i find rural medicine uh so exciting Tell me about the cultural immersion you have on those trips. All of these these health services are predominantly staffed by locals. Um, there's you know other than maybe you know a few of the a few of the hospital staff. What's fantastic is when you go to these places, the locals are incredibly welcoming um, and want to give you insight into their culture and customs. The uh, Aboriginal communities in these places put their um, culture on show and they're very proud of it. Um, and when we're in Mornington Island, for instance, there's a um, an art gallery that's run by lots of the, the uh, elder females up there and you're able to go in and look at their traditional paintings. And it's in a very, um, I guess, humble setting, uh, which is juxtaposed against the fact that lots of these ladies have their art in the National Gallery of Australia they have it in um, museums and 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 um, places in in Paris and in London, and it's fantastic to see um, that this the from these remote communities that they're getting exposure all over the world. So in twenty twenty three, you'll be undertaking your community general practice year. What are your plans for your future medical career? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do community general practice next year with the intention of doing the DIGA the year after that. Um, I guess my my intention is uh, to to I guess uh, walk what's already a well trodden path by rural generalists, um, and work um, in a capacity uh, with anaesthesia that supports I guess safe and reliable maternity and surgical services uh, in Queensland or New, northern New South Wales, um, while working um, uh, in community general practice. In terms of the wider community at Mount Isa, 
what have you found appealing about the community and in terms of integrating into it outside the sort of medical work you're doing? Yeah, man, man, ours is a fantastically diverse community and something that um, before I moved to Man Isa certainly didn't have an appreciation of. Um, in terms of immersion outside um, medicine, I've been very lucky to to be involved with the Man Isa Highlanders out there, which are a, a Highland dancing studio. Um, and the, um, the president of that, um, Mary Jane Coldwell, is um, principal elders and is also involved uh, in lots of other community um, groups um, and organising events. So I've been lucky enough to be involved with them. We've had um, a play out recently at the Manizer Cultural Festival, which was um, brilliant to be a part of. We've been also been involved in fundraising for uh, Camp Draft, which is essentially um, Camp Draft is a, a I'm, sure, I'm sure it's ubiquitous across uh, all of Australia and, and other uh, cattle fairing places, but is essentially where uh, ringers from around the, the country come to compete um, to uh, with, with rounding up cattle and uh, essentially showing their um, their uh, their beastman skills. So yeah, it's it's there's um it's been a fantastically welcoming community. I'm really keen to get onto your pipe playing because I think that's really uh, fascinating and intriguing. But before we do that, have there been any areas of medicine that you've never thought you'd be interested in that suddenly have cropped up and surprised you as being areas that you uh, f have found quite fascinating during your medical training? Yeah, look, I before going into medicine, I think like most, uh, I guess most medical students in 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 this in this in this day and age, um, and we all want to do specialist training. Um, but I think for me, uh, the most uh, enjoyable and engaging part of my training has been time that I've spent uh, in community general practice. Um, I think the the breadth of presentations, um, the relationships that you develop uh, with patients over a long period of time, having not had a long period of time, but seeing the relationships that these experienced general practitioners foster with their with their patients, it seems to be and is incredibly rewarding to be a part of, and is something that I never thought that I would I would be interested in, but of been um, wholeheartedly engaged and, and engaged with and, and enjoy very much. And in terms of particular areas of general practice that you have found uh, fascinating, have there been any that have really stood out to you? To be honest, um, I really have enjoyed the procedural stuff that's done in, in community general practice. With with particular, I mean, and it's very topical or very, very important in North Queensland, um, minor surgery involving skin. Um, I think the some of these some of these GPs that I've I've been on placement with that have that have been doing skin procedures are, are wizards um, with 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 what they can do with with grafts and flaps. Um, so that's something that I definitely see myself uh, having interest in community general practice and pursuing further training in. Now onto the pipes. Um, as you've mentioned before, you're a pipe major. Uh, and you were mentored by a rural doctor early on in the piece in pipes, in playing the pipes. Tell me about that medical connection because that's quite intriguing in itself uh, and also what got you interested in playing pipes in the first place. Yeah, the, the, the piping community in Queensland is actually full of rural doctors. Um, so I, I was... That I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I, I got interested in pipes literally just by hearing a pipe band march down the street in Bellingen here uh, and ended up joining them and playing it and loving it. And then um, 
Dr. Alistair McInnes is a rural generalist up at Grafton uh, and he's a fantastically accomplished player having lived in Scotland for a while. Took um, myself and another young guy from Coss under his wing when we were about 13 or 14. Um, so that, and also hearing about his work um, and the sort of the stuff he would do up in Grafton was, was very intriguing. There's also two other rural generalists that are within my pipe band in Brisbane that I play with um, who are one, one's just finished working up at Weeper. Um, so yeah, no, the rural generalist movement strong within the pipe band community in Queensland. It seems to be a unique way to recruit uh, future rural generalist doctors as well as um, pipe players. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, you mentioned a little bit before where your pipe playing has taken you in terms of places you've played, uh, the local dance studio there. Uh, what other gigs do you get as a local Highland piper in North Queensland? Sounds <laughs> like there might be a few, actually. Yeah, look, I was pipe major of the RSL Memorial Pipe Band in, in Townsville for the last couple of years. Um, and it's, we've, we've done um, lots, of, lots of gigs. We've, we've, we've played in Mackay at their Blue Water Fling. We have an annual Anzac Day that we play at along with Remembrance Day. Um, and then often we get in, involved in lots of weddings and funerals and I guess more traditional applications. And you've also uh, started teaching pipes to local students. What rewards do you get from doing this? Oh, this is this is probably one of the things I enjoy most about about playing pipes. Um, is that you'll you take either students or sometimes adult learners on, um, and I'm always amazed by how quickly people progress. Um, and I think the your reward comes from seeing the the joy on their face when they're able to achieve something that they uh, have worked very hard to achieve. And we um, we took we had two younger players that myself and actually an, another medical student who, play, who plays with uh, RS another a burgeoning real generalist um, who were, were teaching in Townsville and we took them down to uh, the McLean Highland Gathering, which is probably one of the biggest um, Highland Gatherings on the East Coast at Easter. Um, and these these two guys that we've been um, fostering came through and they, they had their first time competing in the solos and they both did exceptionally well, one winning, one winning uh, a, quite a substantial prize. Um, and the unbridled joy that they both had um, while like uh, during playing and then after and then being acknowledged for their progress and their sense of fulfillment was was pretty special. And back in 2014, you were an international guest player in Scotland, uh, which I would think is um, huge cred for uh, a pipes player from Australia. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That was fantastic. I, I lived in, in the sunny kingdom of Fife, which is just over the bridge from Edinburgh for a year. Um, and played with uh, Police Scotland Fife pipe band uh, in grade one, and um, it was a it was a culture shock for me because I thought I could understand people from Scotland, but people from Fife speak even even <laughs> even more outlandishly uh, than the usual Scottish accent. Yeah, it was great. I actually lived in a relatively in a relatively rural place there, working on a property um, as a hand. Um, had an absolutely brilliant year being engaged with the band and then also sort of being integrated into the broader Fife community. And it's something that I'm looking forward to going back and doing sometime in the future. As someone with a mother-in-law who is Scottish, I can understand uh, the difficulties in understanding uh, those from Fife who uh, <laughs> you think might speak English, but... Uh, <laughs> no, they do can. Be, can be <laughs> tricky, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, funny experiences related to the pipes. Have you had neighbours asking you to stop practising at midnight or anything like that? I'm actually, I'm often a bit embarrassed by it, to be honest. I, I try and I try and go as far away from possible to practice. Um, I guess another calling to rural generalism, isn't it, that I can live on a property far, far away from neighbours to play. Um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I haven't had too many embarrassing experiences other than maybe mistakes and stuff that I've made playing up on stage. So back to medicine, where do you see yourself working in 10 years' time? Yeah, look, um, it's something I think about often. I've got a, a partner who's a dentist um, and she's got a, her father was a, a rural generalist working in the Gold Coast before it was a, a, the metropolis that it is now. Did he um, play pipes? He, no, he's American. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Hey Joe. laughs> yeah, yeah. Mum's Scottish though. Um, so I think um, we, we will find a community that supports what she wants to do as a general dentist. Um, as, as well as a community that will support my um, desire to, to practice anesthesia part-time uh, along with community general practice. So to be honest, there's not a, a particular community in mind, but it's more a checklist of does it have what supports her? Does it have what supports me in terms of my anesthesia interest? And obviously does it have a community general practice that I can, I can settle in? Um, and to be honest, everywhere on the table is open. So I've got a, got, a, got a few hurdles to jump through with anaesthetics training and community general practice yet, but those, those, are the, those are the attributes of a community that we look forward to settling down in 10 years' time. So, look, you're an MDA national member. Uh, have you found that to date you've needed MDA's advice or support or have you utilised any medico-legal sessions or workshops they've run and how have you found those? I've been fortunate enough that I haven't had to get on the hotline to them uh, in a medical legal capacity, but I've used I've used MDA's resources um, for the last couple of years for CPD. Um, their their workshops, their virtual webinars on medical legal um, matters is fantastic, and is something that I'm very interested in. And potentially going down a practice ownership route is something that that I keep strongly on my radar. So. Um, very grateful for them to them for supporting myself uh, and rural medicine as a whole um, and we'll continue to use their fantastic resources well sam thanks very much for your time today it's been great not only talking rural medicine with you but also getting a bit of an insight into the world of highland piping so really appreciate it and thanks again thank you very much for your time patrick um and as always very much appreciated for um rdaa and mda for their support and that was Dr. Sam Hema, who's currently undertaking his community general practice training on the north coast of New South Wales, and no doubt wowing the local community with his Highland pipe playing. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to having you tune in again. Until next time, happy days. <laughs>